0: Coming up on OTH, Raymond and I quickly go over patch 12.5 before getting into the madness that was LCS week 4, a super week, and TSM's downfall. We hope you enjoyed this episode of On The Hunt. Welcome everybody to episode 47 of On The Hunt, a League of Legends podcast. I'm your co-host Chris, aka Slip and Slide. Because I use a lot of lotion, um, just like as a person. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> just nice and lubed up, good, good or bad. At any you, given you, time, you could say that I didn't say it. Um, you did, <laughs> and 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 because of that, I keep a lot of lotion on my desk, and it's sure. in my computer. It's sure. also at my desk, sure. and that's why you know that's why it's there because I I just need lotion. Sure, as a person, it's just the way I am. Yeah, I believe <laughs> and, you. And doubting me. <laughs> is our other co host, Raymond. What's going on, man?
1: Uh not much, man. You know, just uh doing my thing. I'm not much of a lush guy myself, to be honest. Um so I'm living out here in the dry dry world of Southern California, playing some league, playing some Lost Ark. Still on the grind. It's been good.
0: I saw I think I think you've got a good balance right now. You're hopping back and forth between the two. So I think you've got a good your game, the gaming life is going good right now for you. It
1: is, it is, and I'm, I'm still like I've been watching some people play Elden Ring, you know, and I got a couple buddies who are like bigger like Dark Souls games kind of like fans than I am. But Elden Ring looks pretty fun, dude, and I'm kind of down to try that. But like right now, I'm like I don't know, I don't think I have the time to to split three ways. So I'll give it a little bit of a of a break before I dive into that one.
0: Here's my thing: I've actually never played like any of the Dark Souls games, but. I'm in a mood right now where, like, I just want to vibe out, and I don't want to have to try. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to think or get frustrated with the game because, or like, just getting beaten down to the point of like I'm not even having fun anymore. So, yeah, right now, my my gaming life is just purely 100% Lost Ark. But I did log on to League yesterday, and you you know, I've just been super vibing and and flowing along.
1: Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, I think I think the only time I remember i um, playing, like, Souls games. I played I played Bloodborne, like, a little bit. I remember I got that on my PS4 when, like, around when that came out. Um, and I've gone back to it, like, on multiple occasions and would play for, like, a week or two where I was, like, playing kind of good sleep but never got anywhere near to beating it. Like, I wasn't that good at it. Um, and then I, I, but I remember when, like, Dark Souls 1 had come out and, like, first went to PC and I had a buddy who was, like, like, he got way into it. And came over to my house one time and was like, dude, you have to get Dark Souls. Like, you have to try this. And he, like, he bought it, like, or, like, I bought it. And then, like, we installed it. And he got me, like, he got, like, these mods for me. And then, like, he showed me how to do, like, the whole first area. Like, he was doing, like, speed run strats for, like, the whole first area, practically. And I'm like, dude, I don't I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, I'm not good. I couldn't beat any bosses. I was like, like, he would just take over and be like, oh, no, 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 dude, hold on. Let me do this for you. And I was just like, uh... I don't think this game's for man. and I, then he went home and I never played it again. So like it took me a while to get back into any of them. But they I don't know. They you're right. It's definitely not like a vibe out game. You got to be in the right mindset.
0: Yeah, and I'm also the kind of guy who plays games on like normal mode, not like hard mode on purpose or anything like that. So, um like stuff like um Bayonetta, I'll, I'll just play it on normal dude. I'm I'm good. I don't need yeah. to play like it, Deathless, no damage taken, <laughs> S rank, double May cries type of thing. Like I have known people like that too, where like they'll just be super like one hundred percenters of a game and just do like no death runs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean that those guys are real gamers. True. And I, I guess hey, I'm not.
1: Everybody's a real gamer, dude. Any gamers are real <laughs> gamers. Come on.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I think I needed that. <laughs> Let's talk some league, man. Actually, not much of a, a big week. Pretty slow, in my opinion. Uh, but we do have a new patch that dropped this week, um, and let's go ahead and, and jump right into that.
1: Yeah, bring it on.
0: And so with this, I it's pretty much a small patch. Just a few champion changes with uh, four adjustment, um, four nerfs. I think the Master Yi one's kind of an adjustment. Two straight buffs and a couple of more adjustments for Seraphine and Misfortune. And then, um a change for Holebreaker as well that is relatively significant, but other than not not much going on here um where do you want to start?
1: Yeah, I think I would start probably with um talking about a couple of the little changes uh there's a change to like Gwen she's getting a little bit of her change to her uh or a nerf to her damage against monsters from her passive uh so this is kind of this one feels a lot like it's targeted at like competitive for for people that are early picking her for her power in the top lane and in the jungle, um, they'll just, it's going to slow down her clear speed and stuff a little bit, but not too crazy, but probably will be a considerable nerf to those that are trying to utilize her in the jungle.
0: Yeah. And then the E change um, of hurting her, the bonus attack range from a hundred to 50 is just a straight nerf to both top lane and jungle. So I think that's pretty interesting. That's, I feel like that's going to severely impact her gameplay. Um.
1: Yeah, that is true. Actually, pretty interesting. Yeah, I wonder how much like the the range things always feel like I don't know, especially on melees. I think it's obviously good, right? Like that's one of the things that makes like Aurelia good too. Is she has a little bit of a larger attack range, and I think maybe when her passes fully stacked, she gets a little bonus on that too. I don't know if that's just a imagination. I think that's just visual. Me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't um, think that's a real thing. But she like, but those those kind of things are like impactful, but to me it's almost like only at the highest of high levels of play you know uh it'll be interesting to see if that like really impacts Gwen like in the top lane at like lower elos or what um or if that's just going to be like a strict competitive balance change because it's range is like powerful but like hard to utilize i think especially when it's at melee kind of levels
0: um for sure any other champions that stick out to you or any other changes
1: um, the Master E ones are kind of interesting, but like, I don't play Master E, I'm just hoping that it, that's an A Ram nerf, um, so that, like, Duskblade Master E's just don't get free pentacles, uh, like, honestly, I'm not even trying to read all the changes that are going into that, it just sounds like they want him to be more on hit rather than full AD building, um, the one, Yes. yeah, I don't know, I don't know if you have any thoughts on Master E if you're a connoisseur.
0: I'm not a connoisseur, but the Dustblade build is kind of crazy. I'll go ahead and just kind of run through some of the changes. So during the queue, it doesn't count towards his E and R duration anymore. So it will pause the durations for the Alpha Strike um, animation. And then you can also activate them during Alpha Strike. So that's just two quick things out of the way. The third thing is that um, Alpha Strike now applies on hit effects, including his E. uh, But it gets reduced as like... Um, or the sub the later hits of the queue get reduced effectiveness from on hit effects and then the fourth addition would be that which is a nerf that the more ability haste you that you get the less your Q returns your cooldowns which i guess is fine like I, i'm sure it, it evens out at some point um and that's that's kind of it. It's just a lot of like f- fancy changes to his queue. I yeah. don't think it's gonna have like a super big impact. Um it'll be interesting to see if people, you know, just go ahead and go and try to do on hit more on hit builds and try to do a lot of on hit stacking um or at- attack speed kind of things, but it eh, Doesn't yeah. seem like somebody at the office was just bored.
1: Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I think I think probably somebody in the office just like also got pepped to by aram duskblade yi too many times and was like this shit, this shit is annoying let's get rid of it but yeah i i like i i don't think on hit yi is like probably bad right like kraken slayer is good they just buff bork like there's probably a world where this champ is okay like but i don't know i don't know if we live in that world at least in like in like lcs this isn't going to change anything right unless you're playing like lulu top with yi maybe actually hold on I got to call some teams.
0: Yeah. Um, and then let's go ahead and talk about the Hullbreaker change as well. So uh, pretty much what's happening is that they're reducing the effectiveness of it for ranged champions and pretty much Graves. True. Graves
1: and Jace. Uh, there's uh, th- There's been a weird amount of like champs that have actually been taking this item, I feel like, even if they're not true users of it in a way.
0: Do you know how it it works exactly with Jace? Is it just in canon form, or is it just always?
1: Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure with Jace, like you get the uh, the proper effects depending on what form you're in.
0: Okay, I guess I never really thought of that, of like how Bork interacts with him. Yeah. not that I would ever try to make that on him.
1: Right, but yeah, I think that that was. I think that's the case. Um, I mean, it was like, no, uh... no, I'm not remembering what I was gonna say. But yeah, it's like, I I think it works like how you'd expect that he gets melee bonuses in melee range kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. And then one champion I want to talk about is Ari, who was my previous week's pick of the week. And they're just giving her some light changes here. Mana cost increase on E and W and then some slight damage changes to her W, which aren't that into the world. And I feel like there's more that probably should be done because her pick rate is pretty high right now. Not that I'm a pick rate, win rate kind of person. <laughs> yeah. Um but I'm sure that she's very popular and I foresee, you know, more changes coming down the line for her.
1: Yeah, have you seen anybody somebody one of my friends was trying to tell me about ADRE and I saw Caps playing it in like a Reddit post on uh like on their front page the other day. So like I don't like I don't think that's a real thing, but this technically hits the ADRE build by like screwing with your mana cost and your W damage.
0: Is that, like, bot lane Ari, or mid AD Ari? No, RE?
1: playing it mid and just, like, going Kraken Slayer and, and AD so you don't have to actually hit your charm and other abilities.
0: Man, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that, like, sometimes I do get scared of ADTF where, like, he'll just pour on you, gold card you, and then kill you during the duration <laughs> of gold card. Like, that's the worst nightmare when I think of, like, AD builds on AP champs gone wrong.
1: Yeah. Dude, I think it was... It was before last season, um, like in the the off season before last season, when Reckless joined G two, and Reckless and Mickey were playing like just normal games, like in the off season, like just to screw around. Uh, I think I remember that. Yeah, You remember that, and they would duo queue, and it was they'd play like zillion TF bot lane, and he was and Reckless was playing AD TF, and it would it that that stuff like disgusting, like he'd just get. He gets sped up into a gold card, into a double bomb, into you know TF just like smacking you down. It was fucking hilarious.
0: Oh, that does sound terrifying, actually. <laughs> that sounds like that should be a pick of the week, or at least a YouTube video.
1: Yeah, I'm A-Tuber. sure. I'm sure we could find it. Uh, Anything
0: else for uh, any changes in this patch that stick out to you?
1: Yeah, I would say also the Seraphine changes are kind of interesting changes. Um, they're kind of W and E. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a Seraphine. Connoisseur every once in a while, you know. The sh- I, f- I feel like she's a fun enchanter to play if you're like you can build her carry kind of, you know, like or or player in carry roles, um, like like how people were playing like ser- Terek Sona, uh, a couple years ago, you know, like surfing Bot is like not bad, um, so like I've I've fooled around with her a bit. Um, these changes are kind of weird. Like they're definitely nerfs. They're uh, they're changing your W to make it more like scaling oriented. Like you kind of have to level it now. Uh, so, if you are playing, like, not support Seraphine, uh, it's pretty important that this is, like, the second ability that you max, I think, uh, unless you, like, are certain you need damage or something like that. So, the, it's a lot of the, the W strength is now from points in the ability, rather than being, like, a one-point wonder that it was before. Um, and then just unnerf to the, or a buff kind of to the, the E cooldown so that it's better early on, like, or at the, at that one point you have... Two seconds off it so um just like a heads up if you're a if you're also a seraphine enjoyer that you probably should be maxing q into w now rather than qe For sure
0: yeah the increase on in cooldown the w is yeah gonna really incentivize putting more points into it and in, like the middle levels all right and then lastly to round out this patch we've got new b skins coming along my goodness so we have b Ziggs, heimer stinger Nunu, and b lump which is kind of scary and <laughs> Orbiana. which actually looks kind of nice, like that's actually kind of wallpaper worthy almost except yeah. i I would probably get like sc- scared from it being my wallpaper of just like bees staring back at me or <laughs> like that I think I was watching um, the
1: stream and he had a his his background actually on the stream already was Orbiana, but he had uh Nasher's Tooth and Conquer photoshopped onto the the bees like hands because they're his uh, go-tos now on that champ
0: yeah that i don't even (laughs) want to get into the math for that
1: yeah dude i love these skins i think i'm i'm on the train at this point of like every champ in the game should have a b skin and like we should not stop i don't know why this is only a springtime skin line
0: yeah i was thinking like how often do they come up with these skins and maybe it is like only once or twice a year but I, I, think I yeah, so. I feel like it should be more often than that because I'm sure that these sell like hotcakes.
1: <laughs> it's it's like one of the best meme lines in a long time, like since since that, like the pizza delivery like skins that that should. I I
0: too. feel like there should be more pizza skins. There should be Honestly, more of like true. more more food skins. I feel <laughs> like there's not a lot of them. Maybe there's only like maybe even five that I can think of.
1: I can't believe that we have like. Billy Eilish and Fortnite, but we don't have like more like fast food skins in League of Legends, you know?
0: Yeah, we just want the fast food. <laughs> uh, before we jump into LCS, I guess there's just a little couple of things here. So, um, one of the directors from TSM Legends, he ends up leaving TSM a couple of days ago, and a lot of people are leaving TSM at this time, and I. I was actually watching something else. I think it was, I want to say, um, the show on G4 with Dom and LS. I well, I don't remember the name, but they they revealed the person who um, that Travis Gafford was talking about like a week ago. The the one of the coaching staff members that was re- removed from TSM around oh, yeah. the timing of Shen Yi leaving the um, or le- moving down to Academy. Yeah, they revealed who that was. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not familiar with the person, Uh, but yeah, they were kind of making a big deal of it. Or at least LS was, was like, wow, that guy, he, I didn't even hear about it. I should check in on him, you know, stuff like that. Um, So I just thought that was interesting that like, I haven't heard anyone else, you know, even talk about that. Mainly because of the whole LS stuff was going on around the same time. But yeah, I just kind of forgot that a coaching staff member was removed and they were just talking about it. A little casually, of like, oh yeah, th- this was the person.
1: Did do you remember who that was? Because I still haven't heard that either.
0: I don't, but you can go watch whatever that show is called. I don't. What <laughs> I uh, um, I'll have to do some research. Yeah, it's the one on G4, the right G4 on. channel.
1: But yeah, the I don't know the the Andrew White leaving to their their Legends director. I, it feels. Honestly, at this point, like I'm not surprised that more people are leaving TSM. I think Parth was on like the the LCS like countdown this week, right? Or like the waiting room or whatever they call it now. Um, yeah,
0: he was there like all Sunday, I think.
1: Yeah, and like I was listening to some of his like his talking points on on those shows, and it he made a good point that basically like at this point TSM is now like a totally new like org, right? Right, like essentially it's just a new org in the league rather than like it being just like a kind of like normal turnover of like players or whatever. Like they've got a new coach. They've got a bunch of different coaches now. Right. Um, They've got new staff, like at at every level, like all this stuff, like I can see being anybody that's like part of like the old TSM guard, kind of like at a corporate level or like the, the uh, media level of it where like you joined when Reggie was like a hands-on CEO and like Lena is the, President of a bunch of operations, Parth is the GM, like even like Max Olivo, like going to offline TV now, right? Like all those guys that are like auxiliary, like parts of the organization rather than like league people necessarily. Like that's where I can totally see it making sense to just be like, yeah, everybody that I used to work with is now gone. So like I'm kind of not tied to this team anymore.
0: Yeah. In, off the top of my head, I would say the, lang- the longest standing people at TSM is probably Peter Zhang, the academy coach, Spica, who I think he's probably been there for three years, and then maybe Kay's, who I would think he's been there for two, one and a half or two years now. Yeah, so I think the, off the top, to started
1: last year. Yeah,
0: yeah. So off the top of my head, those are the, like the three longest people who have been there. I don't know if the academy people have been there a little longer. Uh, I don't think so. But, yeah, I
1: think most of the Academy this year is new too.
0: Um, yeah. So like you said, I think there's been, there has been a lot of turnover in TSM over the past year. That essentially makes it like a 90% a different group of people.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I guess with speaking of TSM, there's just a whole lot going on with them uh, over because of over the past weekend. But one last thing that we can get into is something that um, happened from this set of LCS games is that on f- Friday, the last game was delayed to Saturday, and the um, which was EG versus FlyQuest, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the game that took place before that was CLG versus Immortals on Friday, which ended up being the last game on Friday. And so, what had happened was allegedly there was um, ex- there were experiencing some lag throughout that game, and even ca- um, to the point of asking for pauses, having it investigated, and there was lag, and um, that they and lol esports ended up putting out a competitive ruling on that um saying that they're going to uphold the original you know how the game ended up turning out to be despite verifying that you know there was some instances of lag that took out that occurred throughout the game however it was determined that those moments of lag happened during times of like downtime in the game for example walking back to lane it doesn't matter if you lag or something like that so um what do you Kind of think of this ruling of like yeah there was lag but we don't think that it mattered in the moments of the game that you, you might think it matters such as in a team fight or you know during a part of the laning phase or something like that
1: yeah this one is like kind of interesting um i think i was listening to hotline league on monday uh and mark Z talked about this a little bit and he had an analogy that like i i thought of at the same time it sounded like he wasn't as um confident in it but it it kind of it made a lot of sense to me like if if you've ever watched like like baseball and like like that's a sport where you know you're out in the weather and like there are like if, there, if it starts raining right like you can have rain delays if it's too bad and you can't continue but if it it's not like as soon as it rains like the sport is called off like or the game is called off uh it has to get to like a certain point where it's no longer like viable to play the game um so that part like makes sense to me that like the way it sounded was that it was really only Luger that was having problems or the way that the competitor ruling really made it out to be right. It was really only Luger that was having like consistent problems with it. Uh, maybe like at the beginning of the game, there was the whole team having an issue on CLG side. And then uh, like throughout the rest of it, there were a few pauses here and there um, related to it that was mostly on Luger's side, they could verify that that was happening, right? Like there were logs and stuff showing it. Um, and so like being able to look into it and say like, yeah, this is all like dead ball state kind of stuff um, makes me feel okay about it. You know? And then I, I think the, um, I think Travis was talking about um, like CLG's like GM talking to the people at EG, like after the game, like, Hey, like you guys are going to be on the same side like just make sure to check your settings and everything and see how it goes. And, and they like escalated it. And then at that point it was the league looking into it and saying like, yeah, this is kind of unplayable at this point, or we shouldn't go forward, like knowing that it's an issue. Um, and then overnight the issue was identified and resolved and all that. So like that, it makes sense to me. Like, I don't feel like CLG was like screwed out of a, a dub or anything like that. Like I, I can see a lot of where, where they're coming from. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't be... I I would have been more surprised if they said, like, yeah, we're taking this back and and CLG is, like, going to get a replay or um, we're just, like, going to cancel the game or some weird shit like that. You know, like, that that would be more surprising to me than just, like, what they've decided on.
0: Yeah, I'm with you with, um, you know, the way that it turned out, like, the game... The game score should just be upheld, and rather than it being like striked out or just not count for, or something, or you know have have them do a rematch, hopefully on the same patch, but next week or a different day or something like that. Um, I guess just to add to the conversation, uh, I was listening to Dom, who kind of brought up another a similar point of like the the problem with it, uh, you know, taking place in the first place is that if you have experienced lag at any point in the game, which is not normal for this kind of for you would think a, a LAN kind right. of environment, or at least you know uh, an eight zero to eight ping environment, that like experiencing any kind of lag um, on you know at least on the stage is just kind of a jarring experience. And then you just don't know like when is it going to happen again? Am I going to lag? What what situations am I going to lag in next? And you know that might affect the gameplay and choices that you make throughout a game. Of oh, I'm, maybe I shouldn't go for this trade or risk or even minorly risky thing. In the off case that I you know I just might experience a pink spike at the, a certain time or something like that, so um I'm totally with yeah. you on like yeah it, if it, if they say it wasn't serious enough at during points that it mattered, then and yeah, the game score should be upheld, but that's just you know something that I thought was an interesting addition to the conversation around the whole thing of like, I hope that next time that, that any player reports any kind of lag. I hope they call it off rather than having them play through it or something like that. And then determining what is the point that it's too bad to have to play through, I guess is what's important to me for next right. time.
1: I think, I think that's the hard part is to say like that there's a definitive cutoff effort. Right. Cause like, I'm not, if, if I like, you know, if there is like at some point and you fuck up something and then like you call a pause and like, it's not just a Corona break to before then if they, can verify whatever, right? Like then I'm that feels bad to me too. If like you I, I don't know. I, I would be I think honestly if Dom if that's Dom's stance on it, I can totally see if somebody said like, oh yeah, I didn't go for this hard dive because I thought I might lag, he'd call them a fucking pussy. And like you should be a pro <laughs> if that's the way that like you're gonna approach the game. So like I, I don't know. Like that that argument I don't have as much confidence in, but I See the point. I don't know. I just don't think yeah, you can have. Yeah, it's not
0: really an argument. It's just like yeah, you know,
1: that let's talk about it. I don't. Yeah, I don't think you can have a like cutoff of yeah. This is where the lag isn't playable, or this is where we have to call the game if it's not like consistently reproducible, right? And that that's what it sounded like from this game is that like you you couldn't know like they obviously didn't know for sure that like it was a sustained issue or like was gonna keep happening until they like got everybody else on stage and it happened more often right like the first instances were not clearly like uh what's the word a recurring problem
0: yep all right let's get ready to talk some lcs and so in our little document here i've set up last week's scores and this week's scores so we can kind of see how it went overall for you know the first super week of this spring split in 2020 and so up at first place 2022 bro what the hell what you, dude, Are you oh my time? god i'm Holy tripping. shit. dude I, yeah i'm stuck in time 2022 and so up in first place we have Cloud9 the only team to go 3-0 this weekend um at in now in first place tied with Team Liquid at 7 and 2 um first and second place uh next up we've got three more teams tied with FlyQuest, Golden Guardians and 100 Thieves at 5 and 4 FlyQuest notably going 0 and 3 this weekend Next up, we have Evil Geniuses, Immortals, and Dignitas all tied at 4 and 5. And then at 9th place, we have CLG at 3 and 6. And TSM at 1 and 8. And so some notable things is, yeah, Cloud 9, they went 3 and 0. A couple of teams went 2 and 1, including Golden Guardians and Evil Geniuses. A lot of teams went 1 and 2, including 100 Thieves and Dignitas. And then, uh, and CLG also went two and one. And then, notably, TSM and FlyQuest went zero and three this weekend. So, it, you know, we were talking in last episode about you know which teams are you worried, um, are you worried about? And so, which teams are you really worried about after you know these results have gone by? Let's start there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think at this point you gotta be really worried about TSM. Like that one, <laughs> we'll we'll just get that one out of the way. I don't know that this weekend did not look. Like there were very many shreds of hope. Um, they lost the CLG. They kinda got bodied by CLG. It wasn't even like a super close game, you know. You lose to Hundred Thieves. That one you get some leeway, but Hundred Thieves hasn't looked great either. And then a loss to TL, like that one was also a bit of a stomp. So I don't know. It was a it was a rough super week for TSM. The this halfway point of the split at one and eight. There's not a lot of hope for the, the rest of this split at least. Um so I don't know. We'll, we'll see what they decide to do moving forward, whether they bring back Shen Yi or whether they send him back to China and bring in, you know, Jensen, Svenskeren and Niski or something, you know, who knows? Um, we'll, we'll see what happens.
0: I'm, I'm glad that last point that you just brought up, let's talk about that really quick, just for fun. Do you think that TSM should make a, either, a a, a roster change right now, or look to do one, um, if you know mid split is probably not possible, but you know mid season uh, after spring split, do you think that they should make a roster change? I'm actually of the opinion. You know, so, one f- first of all for mid split, no, let's just you know ride it out with whatever we've got here, and I think that's a more healthier solution to have them have most of the players try to figure out whatever problems that they have here, mm-hmm. and then secondly, um, or secondly, as far as mid split goes. Um, looking aiming to pick up somebody like um niski or jensen which monte cristo brought up a good point on summoning insight that i listened to this week is that um even if they were to try to get Niski, there has to be some sort of thing that goes on with regards to um making sure that he's eligible to play in an overseas country again that there's going to be like some time that would have to come with that setup if they were to try to pursue it but anyways um
1: yeah. I don't, I don't even know. know if
0: if that's a good solution to do a uh, mid-season roster change. Yeah, I think so I'm what with do you. you
1: think? I'm with you that like nothing should happen right now. Like it, if you want to change something right now, if it's like whether they decide that they can bring Shenyi back to the roster. And there was some weird stuff this weekend with like speaker coming on Twitter and saying that like, you know, none of the players were involved in like Shenyi's benching and that was like uh like when the like leaked phone call happened and he was talking about like he wanted to be shot calling and like the team agreed to that kind of thing. Like even when they were Oh four, like that kind of stuff is different questions. Like there's obviously more behind that. We could talk more about that, but I don't think we're going to now. Um, But like if if you wanted to bring shiny back because you know, whether they decided the team environment is good enough for it or his English is improved or whatever, I'd be okay with that. Um, I think he's still somehow involved with the, like, main roster, you know, like, being in some VOD reviews or whatever. I'm sure they're doing in internal scrims at least once in a while. Um, like, that would be the only change I see happening right now. Uh, I think mid-split, you could consider it. I don't know. I don't know that I feel, like, confident in too many moves. Like, I... I Honestly, the, the LCS looks pretty fucking good this year, like, in terms of, like, how good like c9 and tl have looked so far uh that it's probably unrealistic to think you can scrounge together a like summer winning team um just by picking up you know nisky or jensen or somebody in the mid split so i wouldn't i would i would tend not to go that direction i think like you need to figure out whether cad was somebody that like you want to keep um and whether the same goes for like shenny or your son um, maybe you have, like, replacements for Huni or Tactical. Um, I, I don't see that. Uh, I, like, the, the one that sounds most likely to me, if you think Kiara was good, and I feel like you should have confidence that Tactical, Spika, Huni are, are, like, good players and can work, right? Um, that depends on, like, how your, how your coaching staff feels about them, too. But, like, you might, you might look, like, for a more proven support, like, uh, like Ignar or something, um, as somebody who played in LCS last year, you know, that like that could be an angle, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think that like, there's really a world where TSM could scrounge together, a suddenly like LCS caliber, like championship caliber team just over the off season. And I would rather like just stick with the scraps that I have. if That's really what it turns out to be. And then look at it again in the off season.
0: Yeah, and I would say uh, looking at the grand scheme of things or looking at the last four years for TSM, I'm kind of already accepting of their downfall in a way. It, it was really just going back to like 2018-19, it was really disappointing that they didn't go to years Worlds that, those years, but at least they were still making playoffs. Uh, 2020 was really special, just the way that they were able to you know win over in summer and then go to Worlds once again. Uh, mm-hmm. But then 2021 looking back on it they didn't go to worlds and then now like it doesn't look like they're going to go to worlds again and so (laughs) at this rate and so yeah but like you know a wise man once said spring doesn't matter true and so
1: a wise man who is currently unemployed
0: (laughs) (laughs) true i don't i don't know just think about it and looking at it you know zooming out a bit it's like is it really that crazy? and so uh, there's just a, a lot of memes going on with it, and it's kind of crazy. But in the end, like, maybe we'll look back on this and just see it as another blip or just another s- spring split of, like, whatever, dude. It's just kind of interesting to think about.
1: True. Yeah, true.
0: But enough right. about the 1-8 and eight team. Yes. Um, another yes. team that you, you know, you wanted to bring up, you know, Are You Worried, was uh, Evil Geniuses. And so what they went 2-1 and one this weekend. They still end up the first half of this, uh spring split, with a negative four and five record. But so what's what's your assessment of them so far? And how do you think that they're gonna be doing moving forward in the next nine games?
1: Yeah, I mean I think you know they had a they had a bit of a weird weekend because their game was their first game was the one that got delayed right this Saturday. So really on on Saturday it looked like they had a, a pretty good showing. I think they had a a good win against FlyQuest and then another good win against Golden Guardians. Um and Golden Guardians Having had just come off a win against TL, like they were they were looking like really good. I thought, um, you know that that was kind of a match where it was like, oh shit, are, are Golden Guardians like actually a good team? And EG kind of showed them up. Yeah,
0: um, EG butt blasted them. Yeah. Too.
1: <laughs> uh, so I think that was a that was definitely a good day for them. They lost the next day to CLG, which is I don't know this weekend also was kind of CLG's weekend. So yeah. And did you like, watch that? Much did
0: did you, you watch that EG versus CLG game?
1: I think I watched it but I kind of forget it now cuz I I know I watched the TL TSM game and then I think I probably okay. was I like, caught it at
0: the end that this. that game was the game where like it it looked like they pretty much won because Z- Zeryu Yumi is oh, busted Oh right
1: yes no I did wa- I did watch that game the Yumi game was th- there was that one fight it was just insane but yeah
0: Yeah it, yeah it turns out that it's a disgusting combo and, and um I've heard I've heard some extra conversations about it now and apparently there was like a lot of AD carry bans that game, and what, none of them were, were Zeri. And yeah, she just gets they, through, and her Q is the range of Ezreal Q. <laughs> she's just disgustingly strong and fast and hops over walls like they're nothing and chases people down with Yumi. And, you know, if you watch the Doublelift Coast stream, they were complaining that she has 3,000 health while doing all of that. So, mm-hmm. pretty crazy champion so far.
1: Yeah, that was definitely... I think you know that that first game of the split, or um, the the game where Danny got the pentakill against TSM at the beginning of the split, like that was oh, a yeah. showcase of like, like this is a, a Zeri that is like popping the fuck off, right? This game was like a showcase of like this is this is the disgusting level of Zeri where it's like, even even if she's like not super far ahead, she can just like absolutely pop off in a fight. Um, yeah, and especially with the Yumi combo, it was. It was pretty wild.
0: Yeah, it it really showcased that she's a, a 2022 champion, if you know what I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> True. Release date difference.
0: But, um, so yeah, e- Evil Geniuses ends up four and five for the first half of the split. I wouldn't say that I'm worried about them anymore, or I wouldn't say that I'm worried about them, but I'm not eager or excited for them either. But yeah, I'm pretty not sure the that they're going to make it into playoffs Um, with the way that they're they were looking this past weekend
1: yeah i think they're definitely showing themselves as a contender again um it's just going to be about consistency for them especially with like their young players between like jojo and danny like it's just up to whether they can show up week after week and pull out the regular season wins to make it into playoffs i think summer there won't be a problem for them it'll be more time to mesh and it's top eight in summer anyway um but spring with how immortals kind of showed up this past week with how golden guardians is playing i think that the top six might be a race for them. Um, you know, they're definitely not a shoe in like they were at the beginning of the split, but they—they've—they're showing promise. I like the way they're headed.
0: For sure, uh, the next couple teams whose weekends I want to talk about are both Dignitas and Golden Guardians, who started off um, three and three going into the weekend with uh, Golden Guardians pulling ahead two-one weekend and Dignitas falling behind with a one and two weekend at Dignitas I was saying I wanted to keep an eye on them cuz they were playing all th- three teams above them in the standings. Um and then they ended up falling to Cloud9 and uh, somebody else I can't remember. Cloud9 and um oh and Team Liquid, but they were able to beat Hundred Thieves. Yeah. Um and so I guess that those are just, you know, more I want to keep an eye on Golden Guardians uh, after seeing them pull ahead. And it looks like that they're doing okay for this split. And that there's so many teams who are, are within like just one game um, right. of each other. You know, third through seventh are just, yeah, within one game. And Team Liquid and Cloud9 are starting to pull ahead. But even then, there are only two games. And, you know, the NO2 weekend can kind of ruin that um, as showcased by FlyQuest, just absolutely losing their first place lead. And <laughs> the, now they're in contention with like, with all of the other teams again in terms of game records so
1: yeah next week next week FlyQuest could easily be in ninth place right and they're they were first place last week so that's,
0: that's kind of scary that's, to think that's the about. World they're in. yeah yeah from from first to ninth in like two weeks but anyway <laughs> so we talked about how the you know the records ended up being for the past weekend but was there any games from this past weekend that you want to talk about
1: uh yeah, I think especially for, for one of those teams in particular. Um I think I think Golden Guardians had a really good week. Uh and one of those games being their win over uh Team Liquid on Friday. Yeah. Uh that was like obviously going into it. TL was had only lost a game to a hundred thieves. They had one lock in, right? They were looking really good as a team. Um this week was a little weird for them because Core J was out due to a family emergency, right? Like or personal reasons, whatever. Um, so it was Ayla back in again. So the, the super team team liquid was once again put on hold, but still as a team, they've looked pretty good and had accrued only one loss over the, over the split. So the golden guardians getting their win, uh, was like really, it was really looked like a a clean win too. It was like, not like super scrappy or like, you know, TL was making a bunch of mistakes or anything. It didn't feel like that. It felt like. Golden Guardians was playing pretty well and, and playing up to the task. Uh there was one like crazy a blazol of one v three pop off and a fight around dragon or, or in the bot lane. Um yeah. that was that was super fun to watch. Uh I've I've seen a lot of commentary kind of about that one being like I mean that that's like one of those that's like a highlight of the split kind of thing, I think. Um, or will go down as, you know, beating up a blazol beating up Bjergsen, beating up Hansama, you know, like that's the that's a storyline and a half right there. So that, that was cool to see. Uh, I think as a team, they looked pretty good. Um, but yeah, that, that game in particular, I think, is my like highlight for, for the week.
0: Awesome. I guess I don't really have a, a highlight game from the weekend, but I do want to just give nods to Cloud9 and Fudge doing really well this weekend across um, their three victories in the Super Week, having played against... Flyquest, Dignitas, and one more 100 Thieves and 100 Thieves. And uh so yeah, speaking of 100 Thieves, I guess I want to play that game with you again of <laughs> are you worried for um are you worried about 100 Thieves? They do have a positive record 5 and 4 for the first 9 games against once against each of the other teams, but what well, so what what do you, how do you think of them? and you feel free to take this from any angle that you want because i've got you know a, an angle of discussion on it myself
1: yeah I, like weirdly i think that they're in a similar boat to eg um not cuz of new players but just like somehow about finding consistency i don't know if it's like just the meta is weird for them um like i don't know they've they've had i feel like they've just had issues with like, um, like replicating their their same formula for success from last year, which seemed like a lot of like playing through closer, playing through bot lane. Um, they're like part of that is maybe like the meta right now with like the hole breaker tops and like the Trindemir picks and like some days, you know, like I feel like we've seen a few games of Sunday on Trindemir, and some of them have been good, and you see like Sunday getting triple kills randomly, and others of them don't feel as good, like and they like the team doesn't know how to play around it. So I'll i'm i know that hundred thieves can be good right like they're still the defending champions of the league but i don't know like what it's going to take to get them back to that form right now if it's just viego buffs or what
0: i know right um yeah i I know that closer can play more than just viego i want to say that i'm worried in the sense of what the way that how, how close the league is and they can't seem to T- take um of wins over other middle of the pack teams and you know be in the same position that team liquid and cloud nine are right now or at least you know differentiate themselves like if they were six and three i wouldn't be saying this but i w- i want to say that i'm worried for them moving um fast forwarding into playoffs i don't know if they'll be able to get past a semis and you know be able to have a sh- another showing again in the uh, finals of the split or the s- split playoffs i don't know if they're going to call it like mid-season showdown again or whatever it was so right. <laughs> I, that that's what i want to say right now is i'm worried that they're not going to make it back to finals again which is it which is a high standard but so that's my you know preliminary analysis of how how their split is going so far
1: yeah it does yeah i would agree it's they don't look as good as they should right like that that's the thing is like i think everybody knows that they can be good but there's yeah just for
0: been the team some, running it back yeah
1: right there's just been some strange some strange plays out of them so far
0: <laughs> um anything else about this past super week of lcs before we look forward to the next one
1: um, no, I think you got it. I think we're pretty good. we shouted out we shouted out C nine going three oh even after losing their coach. Um I think the other shout out we'll do real quick is Immortals. Um Immortals and CLG both having like kind of a a statement like revival week where both teams looked pretty bad uh leading up into this split or leading up into this super week and then pulled out a couple two and one weeks or weekends for them for themselves. Uh both both look pretty decent i don't know they weren't all over like top tier competition right i think clg getting the win um over over eg is kind of nice um the tsm win is you know not really that much um immortals got the win over clg right like all like there's it's nice wins it's nice wins to have not necessarily like crazy wins to have but nice wins to have for sure
0: yeah Okay, uh, so for me, looking forward into next week, the, the way I kind of do this is I immediately just look for the teams that are playing Cloud Nine and, and Team Liquid. Uh, <laughs> so starting with Cloud Nine, they're going to be playing both Golden Guardians and uh, Evil Geniuses, which are you know I'm looking out for how Golden Guardians are going to do, and I th- I think you're kind of looking out for how Evil Geniuses are going to uh, start the next half of the split on. So I think they had a couple of interesting games there, and then for Team Liquid. Um, not really an interesting week they're ending up playing immortals and their other game is against 100 thieves which is technically one of the teams that they've lost to in the first half of the split but again we were just talking about like you know how is 100 thieves even doing right now and so it's i'm thinking that core jj is going to be back for this next weekend i guess we haven't gotten official confirmation th- for that
1: i think he is i think he is i think we saw that. Oh, he
0: is okay so that yeah, it's the roster will be different from the first time that Hundred Thieves and Tim Team Liquid played. Um mm-hmm. and so we'll see if Team Liquid is able to uh even up that um score between the two teams to one and one.
1: Yeah, I like that matchup. I think this week uh I saw a Mark Z video maybe of um him breaking down TL's loss this weekend, um, which was like down to like the he, he highlighted basically against Golden Guardians in that game of um, TL's bot lane, like kind of losing the lane just by some like bad, uh, level one misplays and then like bad fights later in the in the lane. So, those are things that I imagine are much less likely to happen if it's Core JJ playing with Hansama rather than A not to knock on A just like talking about a world champion here. Um, so yeah. it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they match up against, you know, one of the premier bot leagues, bot lanes in the league in, um, and fbi
0: for sure are there uh any other games or matchups that you're looking forward to
1: um i think outside of those like kind of marquee matchups that you're talking about i think it'll be interesting to see the continued play of like clg this week um that's what like, i was thinking week, too yeah i think last week looked like really good for them in terms of like coming together and like finding ways to win you know i think um part of like the hype that a lot of people got on CLG was in the play-in tournament or not the play-in, the lock-in tournament of them, like, you know, looking really aggressive, really like kind of able to keep the foot on the gas, like when they found leads in games. Um, And then probably a lot of what has happened in the regular season so far is not being able to find those early leads and then just kind of looking lost in the mid game playing from behind. Um, So hopefully this last week gave them some confidence in, like their early strategies and like finding a way to make those kind of things happen that they can keep that rolling. Um, Cause it does seem like, you know, Luger and Poom, if they get picks like Zeruyumi left open for them for free, uh, then, you know, they can continue to exert their power over the league.
0: Yeah. I, it'd be cool if they're, you know, P- Luger and Poom are able to, you know, showcase their strengths as a duo one thing that I would be concerned about is just that the, the veteranship for this team is severely lacking for me. And the and yeah. sen- the even though Contracts is a longtime player and um, who has been to Worlds, I don't know if Contracts is the the veteran player that who I would want to lead this team. Um, because of I, I have I have doubts about his um, ability to make like consistent. Um, leadership qualities
1: yeah he's he like he feels a bit like like a blabber kind of player where it's like they they want to go for high plays and that kind of stuff and i that, yeah that uh, no that's that kind actually of mentality, a really great comparison right like that kind of mentality is like cool to have as somebody who like you'd need as like a driving force but maybe not like a, a leader because just because if it goes badly how do you how do you pivot off of that and how do you keep the team like mental straight
0: yeah thank you for salvaging my like struggling thoughts there (laughs) um but so yeah it's not that i'm looking forward to the clg games but i do want to see how they end up you know at the end of this weekend because um i mean almost everybody that they play against is going to be above them in the standings but they've got some closer matchups to you know where they are um record wise with uh matching up against dignitas and evil no and hundred thieves and so, yeah, I'm interested to see can they move up into the middle of the standings, or you know, is this another uh, to continue their hot streak, or is it are they going to be pushed back down into the standings um, and yeah. stay around the the eighth to ninth place range? Uh, they but just we'll gotta
1: see out, They just got to pull out the classic uh, CLG strategy of drafting like Vi, Galio, Camille again. You know, just <laughs> yeah, go back
0: to that—the holy trinity. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so those are just kind of the matchups that I'm looking forward to. But otherwise, I feel like, you know, anybody who plays TSM, eh. Anybody who plays Immortals, eh.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of past the TSM. Like, none of those games are interesting anymore. And le- like, they they have to do something to draw me back in at this point.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, TSM would have to go like 4 for the next two weeks for me to be like, okay, I see you. <laughs> right. But other than that, yeah, I'm just kind of like, all right, next split, next split, go next
1: go 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 fast fast
0: fast (laughs) yeah all right um anything else for you know the next week of games
1: i think the last thing if i'm not mistaken this week is the first week where renata is going to be enabled oh in competitive i think um because i i've noticed people trying to spam that in champions queue now so i'm pretty sure that means that it's the the competitive patch um a nice benefit of champions queue getting insight into those kind of things too um so that i'll be interested to see if there's any uh kind of meta shifting around that champ because it does seem like she's had pretty high priority in those games and i don't know if that's just because players want to try her or if uh she's actually pretty powerful um i she seems like the kind of champ that can make a lot of different champions viable in the bot lane like you might not want to be just first picking caitlin and then finding renata on the next round um so like if we want to see like Dravens or Kogmas or Twitches or something like come into the meta alongside Renata that might be the the prime time for it
0: for sure for sure Yeah I'm excited to see um if Renata gets any play um in the LCS uh, I don't know if she fits into uh, the meta right now um where where she is but I'm I would, it's a 2022 champion I'm sure there's True dude there's honestly <laughs>
1: imagine imagine one like you know you're you're playing against this team that you've given you know you've given like hansam and jinx to. he's like 900 cs 20,000 gold up on your team and then just one renata ulti and he completely team wipes his own team with rockets up and then you win the game
0: think about that's it. true yeah that yeah. yeah and jinx has been seeing so much popularity lately it's kind of crazy
1: yeah i'm honestly kind of surprised that she didn't get like at least love tapped in this uh, patch that we talked about today, but who knows what their plan is.
0: Yeah. All right, um, and then we can go ahead and finish off this episode with some picks of the week. And I don't mind going first here because I've got kind of a troll one. All right, and as take you know. It away. Again, I have not played a game of League since like February 17th or something like that. However, I do have a pick of the week, and that is going to be a Doublelift's video of him playing with Shen Yi. Because uh, I just thought it was entertaining. And, you know, having watched that video uh, you know, around the time that all of this stuff has been going on with TSM, it's just kind of interesting to uh, you know hear a bit of his comms myself. And so I would say, you know, and it's not the full game. It's just, you know, a very condensed version of you know, the games that they played together in Champions Q. And I would say that he talks a fucking lot to the yeah. point where, like, people, <laughs> com- you know, people kind of compare him to, Smoothie, and I have heard in the past that Zazel was another support who just talks a lot to the point of possibly, you could possibly consider that, like, cluttering comms. Right. And so, some of the things that I kind of gleamed from what Shenyi was communicating is um he, I think he he does have a lot of good and strong opinions about the game, and you know, checks up on each player, hey, do you want to back? And, uh, you know, as somebody, as a member, as, like, a team member, those are the kind of things that I would love for my teammate to just, like, take control of, and, you know, I don't have to worry about that and make sure that maybe other people aren't overextending, that they're spending their gold and stuff like that. I would, um one thing I would be worried about is just, like, maybe is his attention too split of, like, wh- why is he paying attention to the mid laner at this time, or telling them, like, actually to the point of, like, possibly micromanaging them, saying they should stay right. mid, um, um, when, you know, a play is going top, and instead of, um, maybe focusing on possibly you know what what other places could his attention be put to it's just what i'm thinking and so um uh, pretty interesting uh you know insight and i'm sure that there's you know infinitely more games that you could glean from his stream or something like that so Mm -hmm. just some you know some fun insight into into the chinese mind the uh, the ldl (laughs) mind yeah um so that's just going to be my pick of the week since i haven't been playing
1: all right, respect. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll definitely shout out his stream. I've been watching a lot of Shenni's stream just because he's streaming Camp Champions Q just about every night uh the last couple of weeks. So uh, it's a good one to check out if you're interested to see him as a player and you know maybe it's some of that stuff about TSM too.
0: What about you, my man? You got a, a pick of the week?
1: All right, dude, I do have a pick of the week. And this one is going to be, I don't know, I guess it's kind of like, uh it's like a flex pick of the week and it's going to be Kog'Maw. um and i say this cuz oh. like th- this is one that i'm i and i've i've not like really like dove into testing it but i think that uh like kog'mog renata is like potential like in the bot lane um or as at least as a good pairing um just because like he's it's kind of like, a lot of people talked about Renata W, uh, comparing it to the old uh, Yorick dub, or Yorick Ulti, if you remember pre-rework Yorick. Um, it was it like he revives
0: people or something like that? Yeah, he it did, was like, yeah. you'd,
1: you'd put this mark on a champ, and then if the champ died with the mark on, they would come back, and it was basically, like, Scion passive, or, or like, Chemtech Drake passive, right? It, yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, it was basically, like, Renata W now. Like, they would, they'd come back to life, and you got like five seconds or six seconds to just like yeah. be alive again, you had to die again, but you would right. you would die at the end, right? Um and I think Kogma is like a good champ to kind of pair with that playstyle because he's gonna get heavily focused. Uh and you, you basically just get a like a what's the word? I'm trying to think like a threat cleanse like in like wow, like that kind of thing. Like everybody's gonna dive in on you and if they blow other stuff to kill you, you still get to DPS, maybe if they don't do too much damage, right? Um, so, I think that's definitely potential on that end. Like, the attack speed buff from Renata W is pretty huge. Um, the Her ulti just can buy enough time, probably, for Karma to get damage off in fights. Uh, so, I'm I'm shouting that one out as a potential, you know, champ to pick up in the meta. Uh, especially if, down the line, we see, like, more Caitlyn nerfs or or changes to those kind of champs. Because he can pop up as another um hyper carry if he's not too bullied out of the lane um and then also you can flex him into mid lane i think there's potential there, there, i think there's been some people playing him as um like a first strike champ in the mid lane going ap uh, and he's still not bad in that role so who knows who knows just saying he's a i good like champ.
0: it yeah you're doing some theory crafting there and i respect it and, you know, as you were describing the benefits of Kog'Maw, I was thinking, like, well, why not Jinx? But you know what? That's not what we're Jinx here for. Jinx is banned,
1: bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> should ban that champ. It's played 200 out of 200 games in LCS. Like, it's not fair.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, you know what? I, I like the Kog'Maw. He deserves some love. I'm surprised they haven't, you know, they don't really do any, like, big changes for him or, like, nobody ever talks about reworking Kog'Maw because uh, I feel like... He's just been the same way for a long time, yeah. Uh, with some clear strengths and weaknesses, I suppose. And people always have like you know their faith in, in late game Kogma. and so you know I like. He does need the the backup sometimes, and Renata yeah. could be the one to give it to him.
1: And if you're gonna be playing like Lulu top and shit anyway, like that's a good champ to have as your uh, bot lane carry. Right, and maybe you can do
0: seventy one percent of your team's damage yeah. to break the True. records. True. Okay, and that's going to be it for episode 47 of On the Hunt, a League of Legends podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it, and if you did, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on the service that you are listening to us on, if you haven't already. We'd appreciate it if you would also give us a rating or hit the like button to show some support. You can also find us on YouTube, as well as your podcast player of choice, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify and so forth. And we'll see you all next week for another episode of On the Hunt.
1: See you guys.